Hey, what's good? What's going on, everybody? You already know who this is. And it's definitely your favorite sofa child. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Shark coming back at you once again here at the PEG podcast. That's positive energy generation. Because you know we dead for life. We're choosing the positivity through all the negative crap that's going on in the world. And yes, I mean it. All the negative shit that's going on in the world. We choosing the positive. And then I got a special guest coming on. You know I'm always in my bag from the artists, public figures, you know what I'm saying, models, whatever you can think of. I'm always in my bag helping you be inspired along the way. And I got a special guest. I've been waiting for it, man. Um, not only is she an educator of all things, she she's so smart, but she's a strong black woman. I got to give it up for my black people. Sorry, no discrimination, not racist. But you got to give it up for my black melanin skin, my black queens out here being empowered. And, man, she's not only got so many great things she's done along the way, such as school, sur- surgical tech, um, not only she's a new sales, a home sales agent, all right, new home sales agent for a mega builder, but man, she's a, a beautiful woman of all things. So let me go ahead and bring her on, the guest for the day, Miss Sheila Davis in the building. Hey. How's it? Hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Happy I'm good. to be here. Right? I was excited about this. Um, so before we get started, you already know I'm going to tell you, yes, follow. Go ahead, follow right now. Click that button. Now is my time to shine. Let's when your time comes, don't postpone it. When others doubt and out, you don't condone it. Truth be told. Yourself is your toughest opponent. When your moment comes, grab hold and own it. Never let go. Stand tall and hold tight. And stay tuned in because you never know who we have. Pop up on us and share some more stories. Because this is for you. For you. All right. We got to stay inspired. Motivation is like taking a bath. Sometimes you don't want to do it. Seriously, you know, sometimes you don't want to be motivated, you know, but you got to stay motivated to inspire people. So by inspiring others, you inspire yourself. That's the main main thing for the podcast today. So, man, Sheila, I want everybody to uh, really tap in with you and not only getting to know you through my amazing wife, who's a realtor. So if you want to, you know, looking for a home in Central Texas, these are two people that do it. And whether it's new home, whether it's construction homes, whether it's, I don't know, other homes. I don't care. I don't know. You're trying to rent. I don't know. Whatever you're trying to do, they got got you. you. They got got you. you. But um, you're not only a great friend to her, but you are like this package. You ever seen one of those? Those little dolls, you pull one out, it's another doll in it. Right. Then you pull it out, it's another small doll in it. Yeah. yeah that's how I feel like you're just a package of layers, you know? <laughs> uh, so let everybody get to know a little bit more about you. Uh, not only you just being a home builder, but you have faced a lot of things. Marriages, uh, uh, fleas, what, what Jada Pickett say, situational ships. Uh, all type of things, you know, fairs, you have been in, um, you know, Bunny and Clyde situations. We're going to talk about that. But, <laughs> Maybe um, another day. No, another day. But you've been in a lot of situations, man. Yeah. So I want to be able to highlight those things, and maybe this story can inspire somebody out there. Maybe you. Um, so let's start off with a little bit about who is Sheila Davis. Well, um I don't have to answer that very often, so your brain just <laughs> you're like, oh, who, like am who am I? Who am I? Yeah. Well, I am. You're correct. I am a new home sales agent. That's my current occupation. Uh, but I uh, was an educator for ten years uh, in allied health. Um, I am a mother of three wonderful, beautiful daughters. Um, I am. Uh, 
just what bullet points about yeah, it? Yeah, just a little yeah. bit. I, I, I was born in Missouri, but I consider myself a Texan. Texans. My father was military, so that's ah. how, just like everybody else. That's yeah, how you yeah, end up military, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm oh, sorry. It's not Fort Hood anymore. It's Fort Cavasio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I always want to say Cavassier. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I pass the yeah. Cavassier. I know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I've just, the tip, not, well, I guess the typical, you know, supposed to have my act together, supposed to go to college the first time, didn't didn't do that well, uh, went into the military myself. I was in yeah. the Air Force for a little while. Thank you for your service. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> and uh, met a boy, you know, got married, spit out three kids. You know, the marriage didn't work. I, I saw that was interesting. Y'all yeah. uh, y'all met an AIT. Yes. It was yes. like, y'all got your AIT battle boos. For all the people out there with their AIT battle boos, <laughs> I see y'all still making it. Well, that's crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, uh, it, you know, it just didn't work out. And um, But I got three beautiful kids out of the deal. Um, but then, you know, there came that single mother struggle, which is yeah. makes up the bulk of um, probably my history. You know, it's it's. 17 years of hustle and doing yeah, it yourself trying to figure trying it, to out. Figure it yeah. out and some some of the decisions were good some of the decisions not so much you know um but you know i i came through that best thing i ever did was went back to school um, yeah get my education and that's how i ended up in surgical technology it was mm. the hardest thing to this day Really? I and love L.I. Hills. It, it, to this day, and I have a master's degree, so it was to this day, surgical Still. technology was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life, you know? Wow. Out of so, all the things that you face um, in life up to that point, surgical was It still was challenging. Geez. So anyone thinking about allied health okay. of kind, nursing school, respiratory therapy, surgical technology, uh, sonography, all of those um those programs that are in allied health, it ain't. It is not for the weak. No, it's not. I, I actually no. did my bachelor's in healthcare administration. Wow. And then okay. I did a certificate in New Mexico. I did schooling for medical assistant. Yeah. So, no, yeah. none of that was it's easy. Not for, you either you want have, it or you don't. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah. Um, you say, like, you share some things on your bio that um, during your time as a surgical tech and mm -hmm. even as an assistant, what that's next beside the surgical tech you saw some crazy things you Ooh. was able to learn some things yes. so as a, a surgical technician what would you say would be the craziest thing that you have seen a doctor do while you was there uh, under them you ain't gotta name just, no name don't name no names yeah but just the, the craziest thing you've seen craziest case or the let's do the craziest see. case let's okay. do the craziest case that you um, and the doctor had to face probably uh probably a couple but the one that probably will haunt me forever and just um follows me i'll never ever ever forget it and it's probably because i was pretty new at the time yeah um i had uh graduated in december i think this was april of the following year or that you know that next year and uh you know, when you first get started, you're shadowing somebody. You've yeah. got a little bit of training. You know, you gotta, you know, you gotta uh, a orient, knowledge there. You know? Yeah. Um, so, uh, but you know, now you're on your own. You know, and you don't have your instructor there to, you know, and and it's by the book. But when you get out in the field, huh, that's book, yeah, that, that book, book is damned, nothing. You know, it's like damned, yeah, yeah. So, um, it was about to be the end of the day. They go down to the to a skeleton crew. 
Um, and so there was, you know, everybody's kind of hugging the clock, waiting, just waiting to go. Like, I'm ready. Clock out right now. Exactly. (laughs) Got a phone call up to the OR. The nurse uh, manager answered the phone, and it was going to be a stat C section. And, um, you know, I, you know, okay. All right. All right, you know, cool. If you've never yeah. done one, you're, oh, all right. You're you know? excited to see the work, like, <laughs> yeah. you know. <laughs> Until they get there. So uh, <laughs> uh, the difference in this one was that the patient came barging through, well, on a, you know, they had the patient on a, on a gurney. She was on her hands and knees, and they were running full steam ahead. Burst through the double doors, go into a room, get her turned over. Now, I wasn't in the room. There was mm. nobody in the room, actually, no. because everybody thought they were getting ready to clock out. Right. And the, <laughs> everybody ready the to go home. Shift, the next shift, the surgical technologist that would have covered that case was not in there yet. So uh-huh. the people in the room were anesthesia uh, and some nurses. And I'm just kind of looking through the door, you know, through the glass. Yeah, like, like uh, wait, wait, somebody's missing, you know, wait. Surgery doesn't happen without a surgical technology. Yeah, see, like, Full uh, stop. It does not happen. There you go. Like, so, so what are we, who, who, where's the instruments? What are Who's we going to do know? it? So, I, to this day, I'm like, my stupid ass, you know. I, <laughs> what did I do? Put on a mask and went in the room. Let me go. And I'm like, oh, God. You know, but I could not, that's when I knew I had the bug for healthcare because, mm. It's fight or flight. Yeah, if, no, if, it is. If somebody passes out right in front of you, are you, you the person that quick. goes to them, or do you hug the wall? Yeah, and wait for somebody else. Because it's, it's in a matter of time that something's gonna happen. If exactly. they pass out, what is gonna happen? They're gonna exactly. die. This so, long term, like long ridiculous yeah. story short, um, I go in there, I just start coordinating with this the the nurse. Somebody got some instruments in there, and my hands were literally just like <laughs> shaking. You know, oh my God, the doctor, help me. the doctor was in there. This is uh, the sterile environment. You know, the surgical service. It's a very controlled environment, yeah. and there's a way to do everything. Even prepping for uh, surgery, there's a yeah, way, to, a do way everything. to do everything. Breaking out the field and all that. All that was out the door. They literally took a bottle of betadine, just poured it on her stomach, wow. and the, the surgeon was, "I need a blade. I need a blade." And I'm just like trying to load the blade, you know, and my hands are shaking. I need an effing blade. And I'm just like, blade coming through. Bam, passed it. She was wide awake, not asleep. No. No anesthesia on board. There was no time. That baby was dying. And she was going to die too. And he just went from left to right with that blade to get to that. I I just. Like, I felt time stood still. I thought I was in another planet at that moment. And that's when shit got real. That's when you know, yeah, okay, this isn't class Damn. anymore. You know what I mean? So so that particular case. So fast forward, the baby lived, you know. Yeah. It, 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 was a good, it was a positive outcome. The other surgical, more experienced surgical technician, she, you know, made it to the scene. And I, you know, I was able to step to the side and, and she stood into yeah. the first place. And, you know, we, we helped, we worked it out. We worked yeah. it out. Um, that particular case was, um, never forgot that one. And then the other case that really shook me up was I had been in a procedure um, the day prior, uh, one day before this mm-hmm. day that I want to talk about. And I was on call, actually. So at 3.30, I scrubbed in, 
stepped up to the field to replace a surgical technician who was already at the field with the patient. Patients already open or whatever, or they had just opened. As soon as I step up, the doctor just stopped, and he was like, there's nothing we can do. This is, and it it turned out to be cancer, and it had metastasized through this man's whole body. So he was just like, there's, this is, it's what we called an open and shut. So there was just nothing we could do. So I wasn't invested. I hadn't been in the room. So I'm just like, bet, all right, let's, let's close, you know. Well, here comes the next day. I found out, um, the thing about surgical technology is it's not like a nurse. You're not you're not following the patient when they leave. Mm-hmm. Instant gratification because it either worked or it didn't. But you don't get the rest of the story. You have to proactively seek out what happened to that patient. The yeah. next day, I'd come along and had asked, and that patient had died. And to add insult to injury, I get home, get a phone call from my mom, found out that that patient was a church member at the time. What? Yeah. So oh. I, that just was like a real thud to yeah, the heart. Yeah, you know? yeah, made you shed a tear yeah, a little exactly. bit. Like. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it was, uh, it's, it's an emotional roller coaster. So um, that field, um, you know, just kind of forever changes how you feel about healthcare workers. Yeah, that's and true. People in the service industry and just the roller coaster that they go through. But you still got to turn around. And I used to, I never felt sorry for myself. Because, no, you have because time. that surgeon has to turn around and go talk to the family, which is something yeah, that we hard. Have to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to. You not only do you have to go tell somebody that their loved one isn't going to make it, or that they died, or that they lost a limb, or whatever it is, and then turn around and go visit the next family like nothing. Yeah, happened. yeah like that didn't just yeah. happen. I have to push that to the side. And exactly. So exactly. Uh, during those times, or you had to, you know, not only learn from experience straight on the spot. But mm-hmm. there was trauma that was created because yeah. now this is some things that sticks with you. Oh, yeah. uh, what oh, is yeah. what are some things that you do um, to make sure your mental um, is better? Because like you said, in those type of situations, it can go either way, you know, and oh, yeah. it, people can really lose their insanity just just by being in a hospital, yes, you know. Absolutely. So how and did you keep your peace? Oh, gosh. Um, there were times where you're you're really stressed out and you don't even know it. Um, one day I was uh, standing at the, the double doors that go into the entrance and, um, you know, the button on the wall, somebody could push yeah, it on they the other push side it, yeah. and it goes open, you know. Well, I was standing there writing on a dry erase board and I didn't, I thought I was fine. It just happened to be the, the chaplain to the hospital. He was standing on the other side of the door and I was like right there when the door opened and he took one look at me and he said, let's go talk. And I'm wow. like, Why? you're like i'm just writing on this board you you know (laughs) and i mean we stepped i stepped outside the door he's a wonderful man i stepped outside the doors and he says are you okay i said i think i am Uh, but i i get the feeling you're gonna tell me something different he's like i see it and before i knew it i just burst into tears you know it's just you just you just bury it bury it bury it bury it bury it children are the worst the senior citizen cases are the worst um you know you just bury it bury it but it taught me what do you do um whether it's healthcare, law enforcement Mm -hmm. those jokers yeah like social workers too they have to see a lot of stuff yeah you have to take time out for yourself and sometimes therapy is needed so if you're a workaholic you gotta take those vacations you know when you can um, have a support system, have mm. somebody you could talk to. Um, there were things that happened at work that 
nobody outside those doors would understand. Wow. You go home and tell your family. And they still won't and, understand. And yeah, it's like a, it's just like yeah. a little day of work. Like, okay. Yeah, exactly. But for you, you know that it, it's really deep. But But on the other hand, it should in a normal world, which I don't know if we're in that anymore, but in a normal <laughs> <That's> world, normal. <laughs> it, it makes you more empathetic. It yeah. makes you more compassionate. It makes you um, love life even more. Cherish you it a lot cherish, more. Cherish your loved ones, you know, and, you know, it's like the stuff. It's like the military. Yeah. Like when you go overseas, yeah. you, you yeah. know, third world countries, they oh, make you yeah. appreciate water. Like I tell my wife, I was just like, you're good, man, I don't care if that yeah. water is cold. At least I got water. Yeah, you I've taken baths in water that, Exactly. You know, exactly. we didn't have water sometimes over there when the showers go out. And then you got to, what you going to do? Bathe, bathe in exactly. bab- bottle of waters? Exactly. Have you ever bathed in bottle of water I before? Just came back from Africa not too long ago. Oh, you know, just, man. <laughs> you know. Wow. Just wow. How privileged we are. Yeah, we're we're so, like, over here in the U.S., we're baby. Oh, yeah. We're baby. Easily. Even, you know. even the, I don't want to say the poorest, poorest person, aside from being homeless, you know, just the average Joe. We our worst day is nothing compared to compared to this. Yeah, to some. yeah, yeah. Um, you you did you said you was over in Africa, so yeah. um, you did doing some good things out there. We're gonna hope. Um, yeah. so well, why did you go to Africa? What was the reason that you uh, had to go out there and visit was, the motherland? <laughs> which unquote. everybody should do. Yeah. Um, I was there because my son-in-law, my daughter. Found her an African. Oh, so she was like, she, she's like really got the dream. The U.S. found, found her an African, African king. Yeah. I feel you. She did. Shout she out came. to you. Let's yes. go. His name is Laman. Laman. Um, okay. Beautiful, beautiful man. Uh, but it's because of him. He got the family. chocolate skin. Is it glistening? Like, <laughs> like his skin, right? I'm like, <laughs> you're like, what did you do this morning? What are you doing? Everybody, everybody's skin is flawless. Flawless over there. Yeah. Yes. I need, nice to, I need to eat what you eat. Well, they probably don't. They, well, they don't have all them preservatives and yeah. additives and all, yeah, all this junk food. Everything was fresh over there. Mm. Fresh. Every day we were having fresh watermelon. Um, but yeah, it watermelon. was my my son in law. Um, <clears throat> she uh, they married last year, and uh, his mother didn't get to come to the states. Mm. Uh, so I packed up with my family and we went over there. And uh, I fell in love immediately. The Gambia. Gambia, was that the first time you was over there? Yes. And yes. So I, that experience was the one to keep for you? So much so that I, uh, not everybody knows this, but I bought some land. Uh-oh, snap! <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Congratulations. I bought some land. I love it. I fell Dang. in love. I That's a different love. type of... Uh, uh, hype, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. okay, buy land over here in the U.S. make you feel like, okay, I'm getting yes. somewhere. But you go in another country and buy some land, you gotta be like, yeah, you, you can't tell me nothing. Shit. Can't tell me nothing. Can't tell me nothing. It's just Dang. a group that I got on African print today. But, yeah, right. Um, it's all matching. Yeah, but I no, yeah, that was a whole other. No, that's a whole other podcast. Um, but yeah, I, I went over there. We uh, took my best friend, took a cousin, took my daughters. Uh, you know, one of their yeah, boyfriends you know, just made it a thing. And it was now the Gambia is the little less the beaten path. Everybody knows about uh, Johannesburg and, um, you know, South Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Gambia is West Africa. West Africa. But, hey, you know how we all go to the Caribbean and the Bahamas and all mm. that kind of stuff. Europeans, Eastern Europeans and Europeans, UK folks, 
they go to West Africa. Ah, so it's beautiful to vacate. And the stuff. beaches were pristine wow. and you know, but just like every other third world country, here's the tourist area. And then you got the three blocks away. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but it's still, the people are amazing. It's a predominantly, it's not a Muslim country, oh. but the majority of the people there are Muslim, but there's also Christians and Jehovah witnesses, whatever, all, you know, all, there's all kinds over there. You know, they peacefully coexist. Yeah. And the majority yeah. of the people are there are Muslim, but I bring, I only bring that up to say that, Everybody's super friendly. Man, it's, I think that it's is called so the crazy. Smiling Coast of Africa. Oh, yeah? yeah. Everybody's okay. super friendly. So everybody's there with the smile. You got to be careful. That's how you get crazy right there. You just yeah. walk around smiling at people. Yeah. You snatched up? I'm just kidding. <laughs> over here, for sure. <laughs> yeah, over here. Oh, yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. oh, man, over there, it's literally the village mentality. The kids are running around. Just chilling. Nobody's like, worried about kidnapping. Nobody noise. is. They ain't got time for it. They skin no is listening. No. None of that. None of that. I was in a market. Easily 300 stalls, just street after street after street of just a sea of stalls, you know, wow. vendors, you know. Yeah, yeah. Little kids running around. It's like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. And I'm like looking at the little kids. Well, they still running. Like, like, what's going on? I don't know. Ain't nothing happening. That's their playground. They Everybody, go to meet up every out there. Yeah, they you play know. outside. They're, yeah. not on a, they're not connected to Man. devices. Yeah. Yeah, it's so different yeah. over but there. But I loved it. I loved it. Everybody should go at least once. At least once. I, I'm gonna have to go out there, man. Like, hey, I hope Bay. I hope you're listening. We gotta go to Gambia. All right, just letting you know, um, West Africa. But you know, that's actually cool. Like, I think I think everybody should visit Africa one day. I used to be against it. Like, like I had a um, Africa uh, African roommate, uh-huh. and before then, because you know uh, they tell you about countries with malaria. I was like, I'm not going uh-huh. to no country with malaria, right? So I was like, everybody's like you. You know, they call me black because I was chocolate. I'm still chocolate. So at school, they were like, you black in Africa, you know? And I'm like, well, so? So I used to hate it. So if we go right. back to Africa, so I used to hate right. it. Right? And I was like, I've never been to Africa. Like, and I probably won't ever go. And, oh, don't say that. Right? Oh no, I want to go now. But yeah. before then, that That's was my mindset. Yeah. yeah. And um, I had an African roommate in college, and his name was Jeffrey. Uh-huh. Shout out to Jeffrey. I love Jeffrey because... He was a cool guy, right? Mm-hmm. Every time I had to stare at him to know what he's saying. Right, but right. He was a cool guy, but he cooked. He asked me, could I cook? He cooked for me. And I thought it was weird. I was like, he's going to poison me. You know, that was because I didn't know him. Love language. Exactly, Food right? Love language. So I didn't know. So I was like, he had never asked before. You know, he would go in his room, and he will close the door, and he was really smart. So I didn't really have a conversation with him. So I'm like, oh, what's up, Jeffrey? That's kind of how I build my bun. Right. Or I asked him, you going to go and be boring and be a teacher today? Because he was a TA. <laughs> and he would laugh. So I kind of gave him a laugh throughout the day. Yeah. So he's like, can I cook you dinner? And I'm like, you're not going to poison me, are you? No. Right. He's like, nah. It may be better because his girlfriend was there. So I'm like, right. okay, we right. all eating together. Right. You know, if I die, it's on you, Jeffrey. <laughs> so he cooked some rice and fish, right? Uh-huh. I had never seen a bag of rice so big. And it wasn't in, not in a box. It was in a like bag. A, it was a bag from the floor up. Like 12 and I, pounds. Yeah, and yeah, I was like, yeah. how did you get that up the stairs? Yeah. And he always had it. And I'm like, man, he got the genie of all rices over here. Yeah. And he cooked the most soft. That rice was so soft. Yeah. But what got me was he cooked the fish, but it had the head on it. Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah. There's some things that, yeah, yeah, yeah. You should have saw yeah. my face. And his eyes were still on it, yeah. And yeah. the fish was looking at me. I was like, oh, Jeffrey, and he's like, what, what, friend? Call him his friend. I'm like, I, 
the fish is looking at me. He was like, that's how you're supposed to eat it, right? He's supposed yeah. to eat it. So I'm looking at him like, Jeffrey, I'm not going to eat this Ain't fish. No I can't look at him. Yeah. He's looking at me. He's like, you have to eat the head. That's what he told me. And I'm like, <laughs> what, what? What? How am I going to get past eyeballs? He said, eat that too. Yeah. I said, I Jeffrey. things I couldn't do. I, yeah. It's looking at me. So he cuts the head off. Yeah. And we start. We sat down. We started talking. And I had found out, like, he was he was so smart, like more than just on top of the surface. Like right. he had a home in Africa that he had built on his mm -hmm. own land and it was huge. Yeah. And all the, do anything halfway. It was there. huge. Yeah. And the money he was taking from here, he was sending it. The there. man was rich. I was like, yeah. So the whole time we got, a, I got a rich man in the house and I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. He was cool. Like right now he's probably like chilling. Yeah, in his African home, yeah. but he had a home here. And he was getting one built in the U.S. Exactly. So I was like, man, that changed my mindset. I was like, man, I want to go to Africa. Yeah, I don't know, know why. Um, want to go to Africa? Yeah, they definitely. Uh, every African I've met is, you know, and of course now I've know quite a few because of my son-in-law that they're they're very family oriented. Every, every it's all about yeah. taking care of home. Um, they can't just come here, you know. They have to get permission and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and it's and very see, difficult you know, for them to yeah. get here. Um, but something you mentioned about your skin, and it's the one thing that I know, which is flawless, by the way. Oh well, um, thank you. Uh, something I noticed when I when I was over there, it was about day two before it just hit me, mm. and I mean it hit me like a brick wall, like. The things that we have to think about here, being being black and being black with dark skin, over there. It's not a worry. It's not a thing, because everybody, <laughs> everybody You know what I mean? Everybody got that Everybody problem. is. That, the, you know, when you wake up here, some, some days, depending on your environment, depending on where you're going, depending on what business you're going to conduct, yeah. you, the, what's on your mind is that you are the only black person in the room. Yeah. But over there... It's just another day. It's like, yo, you're, yo, you're, you're in a sea of it. We're all black. Yeah, what you gonna do exactly. about it? So it was, it was all, it was a relief. Mm. Actually, it was, it was wonderful. It was the, wonderful. You, you said your daughter met your, I uh, know your, 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 my middle daughter met married. An okay, yeah. so I wonder uh, that he had to fight for her. I say that because Jeffrey told me again. Shout out to you, Jeffrey. <laughs> he told me like you in Africa. Uh -huh. Well, maybe because they're not in Africa, but when he was in Africa, he was like, if the African come up to you. They want to take your girl, they can take your girl. And the cops won't do nothing about it. If you get to fighting and you get beat up, that's now that person's girl. <laughs> so I'm like, I wondered if he had funny. to, you know, be put some hands on her to get her, you know. He's a very gentle soul. I uh, doubt that he did any fighting, but um, don't get it twisted, though. <laughs> don't get it twisted. There, yeah. they, you can tell there's this undercurrent, like if some crap goes down, yeah, like, they're, like oh, oh. They're, you know, they're okay, all about sorry, it. But, me... but, you know, it depends. I, Africa is a huge, huge nation. Yeah, <laughs> like where, what part he was on. It depends on where Jeffrey was from. Yeah. I, mean, because, I mean, and it's it's not like what, the only thing that they show here on television, you know, the, the little starving, starving kids or jungle yeah. stuff, you know. there There is that, but there's also just, just modern as yeah, they got here. malls yeah. and schools yeah. and exactly. all type of now stuff. Now, the traffic laws are trips. There oh. were no traffic laws. Every man for himself. <laughs> that hey. was hilarious. Yo, was hilarious. did you have to drive that? I refused. I did not drive. We had a driver. We had a driver, but it was, when I tell you, it was wild. It was I just spent from point A to point B. I was just laughing hysterically in the backseat because if I die, I'm I, I just like it is what it is. 
I'll be sharing praying. the road with cows and chickens and you oh, know, so like, wow. <laughs> that's a lot. It was hilarious. There's no they use like I usually see dogs, but that was a chicken yeah. that went across the Yeah. Yeah, that happens. Right yeah. outside the airport as soon as we landed. It was it was nighttime when we got there. And I mean Got right outside the parking lot, and, and I was I was in the back seat, couldn't see really, and I was just yeah. kind of closing my eyes, just trying to you know just decompress. And we you know we hit the brakes, and I opened my eyes like, what's going on? You know, like, wait, 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 we're we're navigating through four longhorn steers, just chilling in the road. It's like, oh, all that's right, how it is. Yeah. This is where they meet up at. Exactly, exactly. That is so cool. It was, there's so many funny things, so many, a lot of cultural things that you learn. Um, it's a beautiful place. I love it. I love it. Gotta go check it out. Bay, again, I hope you paid attention. We gotta go to Africa. I mean, y'all see me in Africa, don't come back and see that I told you I was going. Absolutely. Right. When the home is built, you are you guys got the first invite. Hey, see, let's yeah. go. But I love it. I love it, right? Um, you talked about, um, and well, you mentioned the, the home, mm -hmm. how you went to Africa, you purchased land in Africa, mm -hmm. and you get a home built um, to people that, could, that could be somewhere in their spectrum to one day come outside the country yeah. and buy land. Um, what would be two things that you recommend them to do first before doing that at all, trying to purchase some land outside the country? Yeah. yeah. Uh, visit, visit multiple times. Visit first to decide, number one, why are you building over there? Um, and then choose the place wisely you know the why behind the what you're doing is yeah. probably critical i did it because i had a multitude of reasons number one my daughter's married an african yeah. man over there now the mama bear in me is i'm still a mom yeah if she's over there and some crap goes down i i don't think it's ever gonna happen but you know she she has a place to go true she, she, she has, has a safe she place has to go to home, yeah. home, home yeah. you know what i'm saying um number two i fell in love i love the country whether they're married or not, I love that place. Um, so I have a home over there. If I, you know, when should I want to go on vacation? Uh, I plan to rent it out while I'm not there, though. Um, and then three, crap is just insane here in America. Yeah, I I'm a little bit of a prepper. Yeah, I'm a little bit of a you know that girl. Uh, I'm a get my ducks in a row. Yeah, I'm I'm a prepper. I'm a gun gun enthusiast. I drive a truck. I'm I'm a true Texan girl, but I also I'm very political. I yeah. follow I follow politics. Um America's place in the world is changing. The dynamics. Oh, really? uh, our hmm. strength in the world is changing. Yeah. A lot of things are 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 shifting and moving. You never know how that's going to be. But if crap goes down, my entire family has a passport. We have somewhere to go. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going so, to so that, you know, pick your place carefully. <laughs> and then number two, have a resource. Find, have somebody over there. Go through uh, an attorney or a realtor. Um, do your homework because yeah. people get scammed because you're not there. Time. You're not you know? there, so you yeah. don't really know what they're doing. Yeah. I can show you a picture. I can go inside yeah, any exactly. house to show you this exactly. is the house. Ha I was fortunate that my son-in-law's family is there, so I had plenty of a resources, yeah. resources. Yeah. but it was still it took a while we visited december 2020 this past december 22 yeah, and it took until like february like february what? march just to just to do the transaction for the oh, land shit. and now it's august and we're just now breaking ground so um leave america at home it's not about you and what y'all do over here it's it's you have to follow their rules whatever they got going on yeah and it's not the same you just have to do a lot of homework 
Oh man, was that weird looking from a different perspective? Like yeah. being over here, and you follow the rules and regulation of Texas over here, and now you're on the other side buying a home in another country. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, almost surreal. Nah, it's that's dope. Surreal. Like that's you gotta put your you gotta put your hat on here. That's your queen hat right there. You gotta put yeah. your hat on because yeah. you just deal with a lot of people. Yeah, dream about exactly. I I sometimes I wake up and it's like. I got to go look at the papers. Like, did I really do Is that? This really, really? Did I really do this? You yeah. Know? Um, the the money, the exchange rate is um, that the money is not worth as much as American money. So um, 14000 here doesn't get you crap hardly. Yeah. But over, over there, there, it'll get it you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It got me the land. Um, I spent about 14000 on the land. And to build the home will probably be. And, I, and I'm, I'm building a modest home. Mm-hmm. But the modest home that I'm building there is pretty decent home over, over here. there. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they, 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 fifty or sixty thousand there is probably the equivalent of what you can get for five hundred thousand here. So a size, home in size, far as the, the yeah. size of yeah. a home. Yeah. So like you can get about five thousand square dang. feet, six thousand square feet, yeah. just for yeah. sixty thousand. Yeah. But I'm 000. doing, I'm doing like eighteen hundred square feet, okay. seventeen hundred square feet, and it's probably going to be about maybe thirty. By the time we get done, okay, they yeah. yeah. get you out here killing it. Then, I mean, you did some crazy, some really good accomplishments throughout throughout your years. Um, you became the first black, um, what did you say? How you put it? In, t- in Temple, um, educator. Oh, in Temple. Oh, 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 oh. Um, I uh, was the director of yeah. uh, surgical technology at Temple College for. I started there in 2007, and uh, I didn't start out as a director. I was a clinical coordinator. And um, back then, you could count us on one hand for the whole campus. Wow. You really could. You really could. Um, hmm. But it's come a long way. It's come yeah, a long way. Yeah, typical. So fast forward, way. I became the director in 20, I think 2010. And um, it was wild. I, <laughs> it, it was. It was wild. It was, it was it crazy. Was, it was dive into the deep end of the Ooh. pool and 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 sink or swim, you know. Hey. Um, but now the my predecessors, they they had that department together. You know, I didn't have to struggle too much. Mm-hmm. And leadership leadership is everything, no matter where you Not are. Fixed. Um I had a, a good dean at the time, mm-hmm. and matter of fact, she and I still carry her words with me. Um, she told me then. Because um, I was nervous, I was scared. I to mean, death. of course, I was scared. To, I was uh, the 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 director before left for whatever reasons, and I was the only one standing with the with the degree. Wow, so you over here? And, so, oh. and she, my the dean came into the office. And she's like, "Well, it looks like you're it." I'm like, "What? What? You don't try to get spend that? Hold on, what? Um, there's no application process. I'm like, I don't have time to absorb this. No, I'm it, you know. So I kind of, that's how I kind of fell into that. But either way, she tells me, you don't have to know everything. Just know who does. Mm. It's not about what you know. It's about who you know. Just know who you does. You got to know everything. That's yeah. crazy. So I'm a talker. I don't know a stranger. And when there's things that I didn't know, I didn't mind picking up the phone. And I wasn't too proud to pick up the phone and call whomever. I just yeah. opened up the Rolodex. Do you know? Nope. Okay, Do you know? Wait. Nope. Do you know? Go <laughs> find somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well. But um, it was um, it was challenging, but it taught me a lot. 
What would you say would be the biggest lessons that you learned in that situation itself? Because you seem like to me you've been put in a lot of situations that's like on the spot. Yeah. And now you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh, pretty, what to do now? So a uh, whole lot of those moments. Yeah. Play, the play in that role was a very, not only a major role, but it led to Temple College being not only diverse yeah. widely as it is today, but having yeah. more opportunities Absolutely. for the future people that's coming in. So oh, yeah. what was the oh, biggest yeah. lesson that you learned in that challenge of being um, t- being a person over that department? Um, I learned real quick that, um, number one, I wasn't going to be a top-down leader. Mm. It, it's not, uh, that's old school. That's old. It's, you know, I, I, I because I said so, mm-mm. It's, uh, it, now it's about collaboration. Yeah, it's not going to work for me. Yeah, it's about <laughs> collaboration. It's about giving your people the tools and the resources that they need so that they can thrive. It's about caring about your people, and that's yeah. what I tried to do. And But the most difficult part of the job is being who everybody needs you to be. Mm. That was the most difficult part of the job because there were times when you had to put on that <laughs> that yeah. hat and you know you had to do all of that. Hey, and, I know I um, be playing all the time. You know, especially when it came to the adult learners. That you uh, know, yeah. there's a lot of single moms, single dads. People have been laid off. You know, this is their chance to try to start a new career, but they weren't towing their end of the line. There's times when you had to let them go. You know, I'm sorry. Hey, dog, you know, we I'm had, sorry. We got to cut you loose. And you didn't want to do it, but you had to because in allied health, it's about your future patients. It's yeah, not about it's how not you about, feel. It's not yeah. about how I feel. If you're going to be a threat or a danger to a future patient, you had to go. You got to go. Yeah. How you get fired on your day off, Craig? How you get, <laughs> you get fired on your day off? Exactly, exactly. But that's, that's dope because, like I said, you open the doors for yeah. more people to come in and not only learn, but be like I said, I'm not that top down. Like I'm not just I'm yeah. gonna ask questions. So yeah. somebody yeah. saw you do that now and they're over there asking questions and exactly. they're like, Man, I used to just tell you to do it and you did it. And now you're here asking questions. Yeah. But it's cause you you opened that door. So yeah. they didn't they didn't know that um there was a certain face that we put on for students when we're in the classroom. But and by that I mean keeping it professional. You know, the, you know, there's a time and a place for everything. You know, here's the rules and all this kind of stuff. But it was also, if a student asked me a question in the classroom and I didn't know the answer, I'm not getting ready to just, just because I'm, uh, you know, the instructor, I'm not going to pretend that I know. Yeah, like, I, I think I know. I'm not going to pretend that I know. I'm not going to BS that the, the students either. It's like, a <clears throat> lot of times it was like, I don't know. Let's find out together, you know? <laughs> Let's, look, let's take five minute break because I got to research that. I'll be that back. Too. Yeah. I'll be back. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that helped me out a lot too. It helped them too because mm-hmm. it helped them see what a lot of them weren't accustomed to seeing. Mm-hmm. I wasn't historically um, an educator. So my approach wasn't like, I wasn't the boring, dry, dull. Yeah, now you got to put some fun to it. Yeah, I was Sheila it. who just happened to teach. You know, yeah. that's, who I, that's who I was. I'm the same way as a sales agent. I'm not historically in sales. I'm not the white shoe car salesman. I just, yeah. I give it to people how I feel like I need to hear it. And you need the raw, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. o- it's okay yeah. to like do things for the sale, for the money, yeah. 
you know, you do have patients, they'll do things just because they're work. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and speaking of that is, you know, inside healthcare, you would see that a lot yeah. where people are just there to get a check. And like Super. you said, I have to put aside, even though I'm here and I am collecting a check, I have to pull aside my emotions because I'm here for the future patients right. and for their well-being. So um, right. uh, there was an incident <laughs> me and my wife just experienced uh, about a month ago when my mom came down uh, and, well, my, my grandma passed and my mom had um, had an episode and um, it was in her foot. Her whole foot swelled up real right. quick. We we I'm off the back. I'm looking at it. I'm like doing my little trebuchet. I'm like, I think it's maybe first sign of gout. Right? I was like, right. I think it could be gout, but I don't know. Her whole leg is swollen, and we was in the ER, and the first 30 minutes, the lady, matter of fact, I knew we was going to have to find another ER to go to because when we got to the ER door, mm -hmm. there was nobody meeting us with a chair. Oh, wow. And when I went into the inside and told them I needed a chair, it took a person who, I don't know if there was a patient waiting on somebody to be called, but it took him to go get the chair for me. She was still sitting, oh, right? Wow. And I'm trying not to be upset. Right. Because, you know, you can't, okay, I'm not going to piss you off and hand my mom exactly. over to you. Exactly. So I'm asking her questions. We end up sitting in the ER for an hour, right? And she tried to make my mom go use a bathroom that was completely dirty. And I wouldn't let it. I said, now, she have to, it was pee on the floor. I was like, we, she have to stand up. How is she going to stand up out of a wheelchair when the bathroom is completely dirty? Right. And then when she took us back there where the ER was, well, the actual door where the ER was, uh -huh. there was a clean bathroom. And I'm I'm looking around while my mom is in the bathroom. I'm looking around. And I'm like, because I know healthcare, you know, right. a little bit. So I'm looking around and stuff. And everybody is normal. Like, there's no emergency. Right. They have can't, one. Can't see any reason why. Yeah. Things aren't being, you know. The, why the protocols not are not put in place. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I'm asking her, like, so why are we not being seen this in the third? Well, the doctor's going to get to you because we have a situation in the back. Lady, I just was in the back. There was nobody. Right. There's no situation. You know, I was talking <laughs> to a nurse, and she's yeah. like, you guys need help? Why is there a nurse asking me if I need help if there's everybody that's back here is supposed to be in one room? Yeah. And a surgeon don't need everybody in one room, you know? So exactly. when I said that, I told my wife, look, let's just take her to the one down the street mm -hmm. because I don't need to piss somebody off because yeah. I was like, I, I don't understand. And she ne yeah, she never Customer cared. She was just was there lacking. for a check. Yeah, I that's something that I covered in, in school when I was teaching, you know, to try to talk to the students about soft skills. That's yeah, what's lacking. Like, you know? Soft skills, soft yeah. Skills you got to get old with that. You got to think about that. Yeah. When you go to the hospital, and when you go that to these... Uh, it could be your child, yeah. your aunt, your uncle, your grandma, your mima, your, you know, it could yeah, be you. Yeah, it could yeah, be you. Exactly. Even exactly. the doctor has a doctor, you feel me? So, exactly. Um, you got to be careful. But um, what I wanted to get to were, you do see a lot of corruption, and like I said, things inside of the hospital that a lot of times when you're in it, you can't talk about. Right, um, so they got something called a blacklist in the hospitals, right. right? Where people do certain things. It's like on the radio. You do something, they will blacklist you to where you can't get a job and stuff like that. So you talked about the many of it. Um, how could you avoid that situation? You looking at it as a healthcare individual who's been inside of it that know there's some corruption inside of the hospitals. Uh, what are two ways you can tell people that are healthcare professionals um, to how to avoid that situation if they're serious about their career. When I went to school, my educators, and I, I God bless that program, because mm. they were old school 
hardcore. They were RNs. Their their titles were RNs, but they also scrubbed back in the day. But they were educators now, but they were from the old school. Yeah. This is the policy. This is what our governing body says. These are the standards. Mm-hmm. The healthcare stand. This is the standard. This is the gold standard. Yeah. And that's what, they, that's what they taught. <clears throat> I don't care what you see when you go to the hospital. I don't care what you what you think, what you feel, what your preceptor said. This is what the policy is as it relates to providing health care to yeah. others as far as sterility and technique and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. They just beat that into like day after yeah. day after day. Do you just want to be a surgical tech? Why? They focused on why are you doing this? Yeah. So when, when it was my turn to be in the hospital, day one, you just saw, well, that was <laughs> like Wait what the fuck? Hold on, you did you did what? <laughs> you know, like you're seeing all kinds of stuff. All crazy types. And things. you have to decide and the and the thing of it is people think that it's gonna come to you in some big scandal, some big off the charts, um, crazy way. Yeah. But it's the subtle shit that gets you caught up. Yeah. It's the, the cutting the little corners a little bit. It's yeah. cutting the little corners. Yeah. So so um when I was in it, I was labor and delivery. When a, when a woman has a C-section, not a stat, but just a regular C-section, mm-hmm. at the end of that case, got to help get that woman from the, the surgical bed over to the gurney that they're going to take her on to, to go to the room. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> it takes minimum four people to do it. Everybody knows what their role is. You don't have to talk about it. You don't have to... Everybody knows anesthesia's in charge of that patient. Mm-hmm. At the count of three, <coughs> one, two, and then we hoist or we do whatever it is you're yeah. going to do. What, you know, um, One of the nurses failed on her part, and the patient was halfway to the floor. Wow. Had it not been for a very tiny, small, petite, Oh, she wasn't even a nurse. She, I think she was a CNA. I think she was in the room at the time, and she dove headfirst to get between the patient and that floor. I grabbed a leg. You know, we j- yeah, just... trying to hold it a day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but uh, that's an example yeah. of how it can come. And so do you just... Get the patient on the on the on the gurney and just go on about your business and keep on going and forget that it happened. Yeah. Or do you are you do you report it? Do you do you what do you do? You know what I mean? Um, there's just so many ways that that people cut corners and it's all fun and games until you're in a deposition. No, yeah, it is you. It's all fun <laughs> and games until you're, you're in, in a deposition. Yeah. Exactly. And so I um, make people mad. People get. Side eyes at sideways at you, throw yeah, shade at you. You'll brush it off. You know, you're you're you you become known as this you know stick in the mud or whatever. But when it comes to people's health and safety, it, it just is what it is. You're, it's not a popularity contest. You know what I mean? No, no. Um, and I and it's just that one. It could be your brother, sister, aunt, uncle, mom, dad. That part. That's what keeps you yeah. out of those situations. Yeah, like it could be you. What like would you, you do if it's you? If it was your child that is you know. What would you do? And and that's what keeps you out of that hot water. 
You know, you got to stay out that hot water because, I mean, you see all type of cases these days where people are getting in trouble by cutting corners. You have doctors doing malpractice, which oh, means, you know, they're... they're decapitated babies. Yeah, bro. Uh, you saw that, right? Uh, where that doctor grabbed the baby by the head uh, and decapitated the baby and tried I, to hide it. Sad, egregious, and horrific situations that I've ever seen. 20-year-old Jessica Ross and her boyfriend, Travion Taylor Sr., have an unimaginable story. Their attorney says the young couple was full of joy and anticipation for their first child. They came here to Southern Regional Medical Center for the delivery July 9th. According to the complaint, doctors had diagnosed Ms. Ross with diabetes a year earlier, making her a high-risk pregnancy. But she consistently went to appointments while she was expecting. The couple's attorney says after about 10 hours of labor, Jessica was fully dilated and ready for delivery of Travion Jr. But according to the complaint, they say his shoulders got stuck in the vaginal canal. What wound up happening after that is just brutal. Um, Dr. St. Julian came in uh, and she, in the process of trying to deliver this baby, pulled on the baby's head and neck so hard and manipulated them so hard that uh, the bones in the baby's skull, face, and neck were broken. According to the complaint, that is when Dr. St. Julian called for an emergency C-section. When the womb was open, the feet came out, the body came out, and there was no head. The head was stuck in the vagina. The couple's attorneys allege nurses and medical staff at the hospital lied to the couple about what happened, discouraged them from getting an autopsy, tried to encourage them to cremate the child, and failed to report the death to the medical examiner. They also did not report the death to the authorities of uh, Clayton County or the Clayton County medical examiner. Um, this report was made by a funeral home and after their funeral home uh, waved the flag um, and alerted the authorities regarding this, it wasn't until then, then uh, when Dr. St. Julian uh, told the family what actually happened. And I just, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't even. And I'm sorry I, I to that family. I haven't, I haven't watched the video. I haven't watched any of the follow up No, no, no. I read up on it, but I, I, I didn't watch the once. video. I couldn't. I read I it like, once. Ugh. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, because I've been in. I, I scrubbed L&D. I scrubbed labor and delivery. I know what's supposed to be happening. The second I heard that story, I'm like, something's really wrong. There's only one, maybe two scenarios in which that would ever occur by accident. I mean, put it out there. What's the scenario? So, so, so you well, know. Well, like the one scenario is if the child were already deceased, you know, in utero and had been there for a whole a okay. while and the skin breaks down and the okay, tissues gotcha, necrose gotcha. and break down. That could happen. But even still, why aren't they doing a C-section instead of yeah, vaginal? Why did they pull so the baby out? I, I just, everything's, I, mm, she's going to have to find another career, probably even have to move <laughs> to somewhere else. I mean, if yeah. she don't get locked up, yeah, you feel yeah. me? Yeah, if, if she, yeah, 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 she's, that's, <sighs> and the, and I read that the one, the one article that I did read is that the, it was the mortuary that actually is the one that reported it. So, Wait, they didn't even find it so on the, doing biopsy? The, they, the, the mortuary is the one that reported the condition of the baby. <gasps> so that means a whole lot of people at that hospital 
tried were a part of the cover up. Oh my God. So I'm like, she was a sister. It hurt my feelings. I was like, it's always a sister. It hurt my feelings. Like, it's just like when the serial killers come out. It's almost never us, but when it is, (laughs) it's 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 us. Yeah, but you know, go pray for that family. I definitely say my condolences. Um, That's harmful when you're thinking you're about to celebrate a life. You turn around and yeah. got it ripped away from you like that. Yeah. And then they try to cover it up. Man, look. That part. Malpractice is a thing. You yeah, know, you it see is. it from, like you said, the childbirth to um, DC Young Fly um, um, baby mama. She passed away with a malpractice. Uh, yeah. You saw that with the boobs. Yeah. She got her boobs yeah. done. But you have to be careful when, like I said, knowing your stuff, asking your questions. Research. Ask her. Be yeah. a uh, proactive patient. DC Youngfly speaks out for the first time since the death of his longtime partner, Miss Jackie O. In a statement to People, the Wild and Out star and his family say, quote, We thank everyone for their well wishes and ask for privacy during this difficult time. She's more goofy than me. <laughs> I'd be like, what are you laughing at, bro? Like- <laughs> Jackie O's death was confirmed by BET, the parent company behind Wild and Out, on June 1st. According to TMZ, she died in Miami and no other details about her cause of death have been released. The TV personality was 32 years old. Let's give a round of applause for Jackie O for being such a good sport. Jackie O and DC Youngfly met in 2015, the same year that he made his first appearance on Wild and Out. I'ma tell y'all something that you need to know. When it come to women, man, I am a pro. Now what I'm about to say might sound crazy, but I the wild and out girl had a wild and out baby. Don't be a passive patient. Yeah. Ask questions. Ask, I don't care what it is. If you go in there for just a run of the mill anything, Get you know, eggs. um, is 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 there an alt? What are the alternatives? Is this you know? Am I starting out with the lowest dosage, or do I have to start out with this dosage? Is there you know? What's the generic? Because it's expensive. You know, pharmaceutical. Yeah. That's the hack. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. pharmaceutical industry is that's a whole uh, nother system within beast. itself. Damn, you yes, know exactly. Um, so you know the Johnson and Johnson's little. Uh, the little liquid band-aids uh-huh. and Johnson Johnson over the counter what it's what six seven ten bucks yeah, I don't even know what it here. is same crap in the OR is like thirty dollars they call it something else but it's like <laughs> yeah it's exactly. like the generic they will yeah. get a public, public a little bit of what we got not yeah. too much to help themselves but they're enough yeah. to yeah come to the ER yeah and the ER never I know people know they never give you anything to treat what is going on it's just to maintain what is That's, going on to me and i'm a i'm a little bit of a conspiracy theorist that the pharmaceutical industry they have every motivation to keep america sick yeah yeah you know over there in the uk like yeah. even in canada right uh canada they their health care is free yeah, and they they don't have their doctors don't get paid by the amount of people that comes into the R. They yeah. they, they doctors get paid by the amount of people that they save. Yeah. So for instance, um, doctors that that are have patients that are trying to get to quit cigarettes, mm-hmm. their pay go up for as many people they save off of cigarettes. Wow. So they're asking saving people instead of harming people. If they exactly. come in with a patient with cancer. And they get paid by the improvements they give with that exactly. patient in cancer. Well, it's it's kind of like the same thing that makes this or that made this country great is it's also its downfall. Yeah, the capitalism, the capitalism is, is, is it's, it's, so it all boils down it to that. Drives everything. Yeah, and it's, it's it's 
so it's turned so ugly. It was always ugly, but it's yeah. really ugly. You know, it's real ugly. It's getting real bad ugly. out here. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but you also said things got wild. Other than the ER, yeah. it's just go talk about a few things that got wild. You know, I'm messy, okay. so don't judge me. Right. I'm messy, oh. but I saw. You know, there were some affairs going on. Oh, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, 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 you know. And so, Is the you air know. On? It's a little I think hot. it could be blowing a little bit your way. I think, <laughs> I think you know, it's not just the Texas heat, you know, yeah. put you in the hot seat a little bit. Okay. But uh, being a person that have went through that experience, like, how was that? You know, because we, we awful. just had awful. Awful. Don't do it. Yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. This was a long time ago, and. Um, no names, of course, but, um, you know, when you don't I'm have your kidding. head on together, yeah. when you don't have your head on right, you're, you know, um, back in the single mom days and you're, you know, you, everybody's, everybody's, YOLO. you know, you're looking for love, you know, you're looking for why me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, and, and, and for whatever, and I don't even know what the motivation is behind a man who steps out on his, on his wife, but, um, of course they'll tell you well we're separated yeah that's and, the main yeah, thing they'll, they'll don't believe you. it we're, we're separated or you know it's not working out or we're gonna get divorced you know and i was stupid to believe it you know <laughs> so like okay you know it, it believed it and like, so like, that's like the typical I, that's how oh, I, yeah, yeah okay. that's how i stepped into it you know and so and then next thing you know you got feelings you know so, yeah now it's um, kind of harder to bag about of it exactly exactly yeah. he was an idiot and so, you know, but you know how it is when you're in love with an idiot. So yeah, you, like you hang that. in there, you, you're hoping for the best and you're um, doing all the things you do when you creep. You can't call. You can't, you know. After a certain time. Can't tell, you yeah. Know. All that, all that ridiculousness. Now, I, of course, my children never knew this, but um, because Oops. I didn't. Now, I was, I, now, I was not. I got to say, as a single mom, I didn't bring that stuff home. You know what I mean? Okay, it wasn't. Gotcha. They weren't meeting a new uncle every other. Hey, this <laughs> your uncle. <laughs> they weren't meeting a new uncle every, you know. Um, but, you know, yeah, I mean, I fell into, into traps like that uh, at least twice. And I just, and both times were just as stupid as before, believing, yeah. believing, believing what they said, you know, and then, you know, getting feelings and that kind of thing. And so you're, you convinced yourself that this is okay. Mm. I convinced myself that I'm, well, their marriage is over. Their marriage isn't working. It, it's all right. You know, uh, it'll, make you, know. you feel better. Like, okay, exactly. I, I know what I'm doing is the right thing. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And all the while, you know, but it, it maturity. Is, is what fixes that if you don't get killed while you do, you know? Yeah, you got in a situationship, you feel Entanglements. Entanglements, like, like uh, Miss Jada, how she would say, entanglements, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. You see it all the time. You know, Tubi yeah. has all those. If you if you want to see how the outcome goes, just go to Tubi. They has yeah. all. Even Beyonce made a movie about it, you know? Yeah. Yes. So it never it never ends well, yeah. you it know. Never it never ends well. Never so um, mentally, you had to go through some things. Like you said, maturity was part of it. Absolutely, you had to mature. So when Absolutely. you matured a little bit and you look back um, at the situations both times that you went through that, mm -hmm. what other two things? I'm gonna say two things that yeah. women here, men here, or the other person here that they say today. So oh. This is just because of this. What is the two things that you hear all the time, but you kind of like cover it up with a white flag, but it was really a red flag? I think that the red flag is there, but 
now th- I can only speak for myself. It's self worth. It's that. Mm. It's that. It's, it's that self worth. It's that self esteem. Yeah. When your self esteem is low, when you're downtrodden and beaten, it doesn't have to have to be financially. But when your self esteem is low and you you just you know you're desperate to be loved, you're desperate to have a relationship because that's where you think your worth lies. You fall for anything. Yeah. You know I mean, they could say anything. Yeah. Uh, you could now you can see them jokers coming a mile away. I'd probably start throwing rocks. Like, get out of here, nigga! Please, get the fuck out of here. You know, you're not shit. Exactly. It's like I wouldn't give them. I wouldn't give either one of them a time of day. Yeah. Now. Now, because you're mature and you know better. I am nowhere. I am nothing like who I was Mm. back in the '90s and all of that. Nothing like who I. Hey, I heard you was a thug, man. I heard (laughs) you was out here. I heard you was out here. Let them know you was worse than Cleo. So I'm gonna wait till my parents are are no longer with us to talk about the details. So, but I did. I did. I did get in trouble. But do you know, dude, the trouble you uh you you found a way to overturn it. So and and I do now. I do. Um, I did tell like my student when I was recruiting for surgical technology and just when I when I meet young people in my path, you know, I'll tell them my testimony. I tell them I've been in trouble with the law. I I let's see, good God, these are back in the early uh, mid to late (laughs) nineties. I think I waited till I was twenty seven to get in trouble with the law. Man, that's the worst time, right Um, there. I uh, was hanging out with a booster. We say a booster Wait, for the people in the bag. What, what is it now? I don't know. What do they say now? But when you say a booster, is it's that some, like... Somebody who steals. Oh, I guess yeah. they steal a booster. Is it still a booster? Yeah, okay, they still, yeah. they still jacking. Yeah, a good friend of mine, she was a uh, she was a booster, but desperate people. That my, my story helps me empathize when I see people on TV or even in the, in the real world. When I see somebody who's... You know, kind of not living as we think they should. Yeah. My first place goes to empathy. There's a story mm. behind it. There's a yeah. reason a that reason they're why. doing it. Because I am that person. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I've been in trouble for theft. Not once, not twice, but three times. Three times. Yeah, really? Now, I should probably not even be sitting here. With all the nonsense that I that I well, went through. But, but, but I started to, you know, sometimes you have to get burnt to, to wake up. You have to get singed a little bit. Yeah, you got that up. moment where yeah. uh, you get to sit down and, yeah. and it's like, yeah. oh, okay, so are you going to take this path or are you going to take, take that path? path. Exactly. And you had a moment and you picked your moment like, I, Well, that third time, my <laughs> my dad told me, one more time, and I'm probably going to try to take your kids. Yeah. And, that's, and that's I was hard. like, wow. Yeah. Wait a minute. And, I, and it hurt because... Yes, he was right, but they also didn't know I hid everything from them. As far as your situation. Yeah, they didn't know, you know, that I didn't know where our next meal was coming from. I didn't know, I you know, I didn't have child support, you know. That um, goes back to, like, opening up, you yeah, know, talking yeah. about what you're going through with your family. Exactly. And, and that's a little bit of pride, too, you know, saying, yeah. like, okay, well, I need to... Yeah, be open they, about they, what they were helping me with stuff, but I just didn't tell them the full story. Yeah, but it was my pride. Yeah, it was my pride. It was but my like, pride. as a person that's out here in the world, yeah. uh, trying to be an adult, you don't yeah. want your parents. You to don't want. I didn't want my know parents nowhere in my everything. business. Yeah, because you want them like I can do it. You know, yeah, and exactly. it's and it, 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 to be honest, um, in those it made times, it worse. yeah, it made it worse. Yeah, yeah. 
Exactly. Exactly. So that's yeah. That I I went, but Told you. On the, but on the other hand, I thought my life was over. Like, you know, because they could have been adjudicated. The first and second ones could have been adjudicated, but I got in trouble again. So now it's on my record. You know, set it off. I hardly fit the description of the fuck, but you know, um, I I was behaving like one. You know, yeah. what I, mean? I But how I ended up hanging with the booster is because I didn't have formula. She borrowed my car to go do what she does. Came back with formula. Ah, uh, so like that's that. that's the way you just got what like you got. That, yeah, I got, I you. got sucked in just like that. <sighs> just, oh, I just let her borrow my car for an hour, and she came back with a formula that I had no clue where I was going to get. So it she from. was she was had been yeah. the key source to the resources that you needed for your children, exactly. and so you found an answer to it when it even was though a short term yeah. answer. And at the time when you're trying to feed a kid, that risk is worth it. Yes, and you'll do anything for your child. You like I gotta, anything. I gotta, exactly. I gotta take it because my baby needed it. Exactly, you know? exactly. I, I back then, um, I had, uh, you know, I was on welfare and stuff like that, and but, and that's why the whole, the whole stereotypical, you know, everybody on welfare are left lo- loafers and deadbeats and all that. That's just, that's just shit. That's crap. Yeah, yeah. There, there's, it's just, it's a, it's a big game. They wanted to give me $800 worth of food stamps, but I didn't need $800 worth of food stamps at the time. What I needed was 60 bucks to pay my water bill. Mm. Maybe 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 200 to help me with bills yeah. and maybe $100 worth of, worth of food stamps. But they said you take this 800 or nothing at all. I wasn't even eligible for cash. And you know why? It's because my dad had given me a car. So I had a vehicle. So had I not had a vehicle to drive, I would have qualified. I would have qualified for the 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 money. The oh yeah, 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 yeah. So Dang. so now I'm sitting it's my here with dad's eight, car, bro. I, exactly. I'm sitting here with eight hundred dollars worth of food stamps. So, but I can't pay my bills. Can't pay my bills. Yeah. So it's like sell the food stamps, and I met a booster, Dang. and that's how the whole thing began. Dang. you that's you know what I'm saying? I see. Began. I can see how you got caught up. You be like, yeah. man, I was I was focused. Mm-hmm. But I, I, like I said, quick, quick results. Yeah. So long-term yeah. results are not, never the answer. Absolutely. So I'm actually so just glad that you actually was able to turn your life around Absolutely. with education. Yeah. yeah. Um, man, you, you've done things for your children that a lot of people are still out there doing. Oh, yeah. Wanted to do, thinking about doing, such as buying property, making sure their children are well taken care of. Yeah. And you also on a journey in... Um, with the, this real estate business mm-hmm. of being a new home it's agent, a new world. yo, like how is that? I've only been doing it for three and a half years. Only three and a half years? Yeah. Okay. You, only three and a half years. You I gotta made, tell I us. I made more money last year than I've made in my entire adult life. Wow. Yeah. Even boosting. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but how is that? Yeah. How is that versus you started off struggling? You doing everything and anything for your children? Are you going through? messed up situations you put yourself in situations yeah. you got yourself out of situations to now you're you're securing not only your present yeah but your yeah. future um, how is that it's it, another one of those surreal moments some days i'm just like floating through the day like yeah this, is this, this really is real? real exactly <laughs> but really i think the turning point was getting in trouble because that is not you're looking at them bars you feel me that is not cool at all like when you, you find yourself in a holding cell with a yeah. bunch of crazy people. 
Yeah, like I can relate. <laughs> with, uh, yeah. with, uh, with a bunch of folks that you're you like, looking Whoa. like, these um, are psychos for real. Like, um, <laughs> seriously though, just getting in trouble and realizing like, okay, I'm at a crossroads. Mm. And realizing just how fast, how warp speed you can end up in that crossroads. No, fast. So you have, to, you have to literally pump the brakes and stop and just, okay, I've got to do something. And I'll never forget it. I was at work. Um, I used to work for, at a hotel downtown. And um, this was two weeks after my youngest was born. Mm. And I was hurting. I was hurting. And she was there. Because wow. I couldn't afford daycare, um, and I had her in a in a like another room that was off the side of the the front desk, and I would check on her and you know go back to the front desk. But either way, I was had a phone book <laughs> back then, not not the phone, a phone book, an actual phone book. An you got actual an actual phone book in the yellow pages. Flip the pages here, yeah. um, just crying, just sobbing, Man. and I just was hitting every social services agency in that phone book. Until I found help, number one, childcare, because yeah, that would help me. Care. That would allow me to work the way I needed to, you know, to get more money. Da 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 da. da. So number one, I found uh, at the time it was called, um, forgot what it was called, CCMS. Mm. They they help with childcare, um, and then number two, I found uh, at the time it was called WIA. Mm-hmm. It's called something else now, but it's a through the Texas Workforce Commission, that's good information. Texas Workforce Commission, they have a program. I don't know what it's called now, but they will pay for any two years or less program that will allow you to get a certification or something that will allow you to earn. They have a they have a benchmark of the amount of money. You, know, mm. you can't just they won't just do anything. They won't yeah. just pay for anything. It has to be a field. And they have a list. What you um, could pick from. Where you can get double digits per hour. And so it was finding them, and that was the start. I went back to a surgery. I went to school in 1997, yeah. I think. That's when I started just taking random classes at the college because I knew education had to be. I had to, I had to do something. And then I found um, uh, that program. And I went to surgical technology school December 2003. And my life has never been the same since. Dang. Never hey. been the same since. Well, that's um, good. I, sa- I sat my parents down and I said, here's what I want to do. I think this is my way out. And I sat them down and said, I need help with, with picking the kids up from school and this and that. And, about, you know, of course, I had I had gone to every information session that the college had. I had researched what programs they had. I, yeah. had. I had talked to Texas Workforce. I had talked to basically the, the one thing that I did that, that, that changed the trajectory of my life was got rid of the pride, got rid of the ego, got yeah. rid of the, the victim yeah. mentality, and I reached out for help, and I kept reaching and kept reaching and kept reaching until I got the help that you I gotta needed. got to keep going. And that's the one thing that I if, I, if there's anything that I can say that was one thing that did it, 
that was it. That was and the turning point. That was the turning point. And when I tell you, I had to talk to about 12 agencies and hear a lot of no. And when I heard no, okay, well, if you can't, who does? Yeah. And like, I, okay. I just had just notes and paper and, you know, um, just flipping through the phone book and just going from one agency to another, to another, to another, sitting my parents down and, and just, you know, sat the kids down. You know, here's what I'm going to be gone a lot. You know, you're going to be stuck yeah. with your grandparents, you know, and never looked back since or i can just keep jacking i mean it's up yeah. to y'all i never looked back since um right before that though i wasn't in trouble anymore i i let me walk back a little bit i had found temple because i lived in Colleen. i had found temple and that's where all the industry was mm, there is yeah, still. yeah, yeah so is. i did find a <clears throat> manufacturing job that that's what got me off of welfare actually because i was making some pretty good money went out there as a temp and Bugged the hell out of HR, HR until they hired me full time. So you gonna hire me today? That I, I was when I tell you my laser focus. It's just whatever situation you're in, just you you have to be your own cheerleader. Yeah, yeah, your biggest you fan. To, you have to want it more <clears throat> than everybody else does. You have to want it. And there, you know, and that's why, you know, some people are, you know, they're in the muck, they're in the mire, and people keep reaching out and helping, and they get help, and they keep falling back down. They don't want it yet. Don't want it yet. It kind of, it's got to have that mentality to switch. It's a crazy switch, but you got to cut it on. It's got to be a fire, and I still have it to this Mm. day. I am not satisfied with anything. I'm not satisfied with where I am now. Like, I I never go into any position, any job, thinking I'm going to be there for 30 years. To, to get the watch in the pin after yeah, thirty, uh, nope. nobody want that. Those days, those are da- funky those days, watch, man. Those days are over. You you figure out what you want to do. You figure out what's gonna right the ship right now. And as soon as you get in the door, what's next? Yeah. Who do I network with? What 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 is the what is the pathway from here? Um, upward mobility. And if and and go as far as you can with that company. Get what you need, and and then Elevate. figure out what's next. Yeah, you know, how to go higher. Um, that's how I ended up, you know, it's just one thing led to another, to another, to another, to another. And even though I'm in home sales right now, I'm already thinking about what's next. I was researching last night, and I've already found what I'm going to be doing next. Mm, so what is next? Miss mm. Sheila? Sheila Davis, you know, because you're an entrepreneur of all things. You know, I don't see you just wear one hat. As you guys can see, she don't wear just one hat. She has multiple hats and has been through many things, trials, tribulations of life has picked herself back up. And the one thing that I have heard throughout all this is the main thing you keep saying is I didn't quit. Yeah. I picked myself up, you know, and I, you know, education is key. I hear people say, I don't want to go to college. Man, you don't have to, but there's stuff that they put in books mm-hmm. that you can learn and you can make money from home these days. Technology is shifting. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah absolutely. Online classes. And it doesn't even, and education doesn't necessarily have to be a formal no. education. So let me tell you. How I met your beautiful spouse. Oh yeah, my my, my lovely beautiful wife, Miss Natalie Natalie Blue. First family time, relative. First time we ever met. I had only been doing the. I had only been a new home sales agent for maybe a year. I think. Yeah. I have no clue what her background was at the time. Yeah. When I tell you, in addition to becoming laser focused on on getting out of your situation, not taking no for an answer, not even from yourself, it's recognize when people are put in your path mm. because it's not a fluke. No, nah, no, nah, it's not. It's not a coincidence. 
And I don't care what you believe. I don't care if you're a Christian. I don't care what you are. I don't care if it's fate, destiny, karma, Christianity, whatever it is you believe. Some some things occur for a reason. Mm-hmm. And she's one of the people that, that I met. That, and first tour, right out of the gate. Should have only lasted 30 minutes. We're out in the front yard of a random house just... And you probably was me over there like, where's my wife? Pulled in here three hours ago. She was pouring into me and I was pouring into her. And and but by the time I met her, I learned when you meet the people who support you and who who are who are cheerleaders and who who bring positivity into your life. You cling to that. Yeah. Doesn't mean you got to be best friends. Doesn't mean you got to talk to each other every day. But you take those nuggets and you run. And you got to stay so to it. That's what I did all along that path. Like once I got out of the trouble, I just meet people, just random people, and I just take this nugget, sock Keep it away. It, yeah. Take that nugget, sock it away, and I just repeat. It becomes my own affirmations. You know, my own daily affirmations. And um, um, so that it's just. I think it boils down to that mindset, that positive mindset. Yeah. Get that fire, have that purpose, figure out what that purpose is, and you're not going to figure it out in a day. Yeah, that's true. You're not even going to figure it out in a year. You're not going to figure it out. And it's going to change. Yeah. The purpose is going to change. But I think the the Sheila today versus Sheila back then, positive. I don't accept any negative energy into my world. I will ditch person real so quick make your <laughs> like, i'm out of here guy at deuces i don't even have to get five minutes two minutes too much negativity you go two minutes uh, that's all i need i don't have to be with you for six months i don't have to we don't have to be friends for 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 months and days and all that i know immediately the things that come out of your mouth how you are how you yeah. behave and it doesn't even have to be negativity towards me if i see it towards others you're like mm-hmm. nah yeah yeah. Exactly, exactly. I heard about Sheila. I didn't even meet you yet. I'm like, who is Sheila? She's like, I heard about you, Char. You, know, met you, you know Sheila. And it was crazy because we met you at Walmart on right. the breakfast day. And I'm right, just like, right, right, right. ah, so the one day we meet Sheila, I look rough, you know? <laughs> so, but it's, I met you and it was like so bubbly. And I'm like, oh, I understand how this happened, yeah. you know? Because yeah. all my white friends are like that. They're like bubbly, they're open, they're willing to give, yeah. and they're, nice and humble but they have this whole list of resumes of things they've done and accomplished and i'm like i need some more friends like that like how you how you really to friends like that you know but oh my god that's a whole other subject i firmly believe in the law of attraction yeah what you put out into this world is what you are going to get back what you're going to get back um i had a pretty rough month because sales are a little slow right Mm -hmm. now and i you know, internalize, your instinct is internalized. What can I do? Oh, my God. Ah. And, you know, stress, worry. I, d- I don't stress very long. I did it for about a week and a half. Woke up one day, whole new attitude. Just, ugh, I'm done with that. Because, yeah, because it's, 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 it's pointless. Yeah, It doesn't do anything for you. And my situation is not such that I'm not, I can't compare my life to a homeless person. You know what I'm saying? So, what? Okay, Sheila, get up, put your big girl panties on, and, and, and face it's the day. day. Face the day. <laughs> the second I did that, and I'll tell you, it was Sunday. The last Sunday, the second I woke up and put my got back to myself, I have probably met three people this week who, out of the clear blue sky, 
affirmed my next steps. Hey, Met somebody hey. in Jason's Deli today who has a friend who's already doing what my next plan mm -hmm. is. We traded phone numbers, and she's going to call that girl and have her call me. Wow. And it's just all you had to do was it's, get out of that mindset. You, you, uh, what you attract. And that's hard, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, when you're stuck in the funk and yeah. you're in that mindset, yeah. you can't get out. It's hard to get out. But you have to, you, like you said, you have to, you know, you got to want it. You say okay. you have to want it. If you don't want it bad, bad enough, yeah. then you're going to stay in that mindset. We all struggle. I struggle to this day. I have times where I'm just in yeah. my mind. And when you get away from the day, you realize you missed the whole day. Yeah. Because you're in your mind, you know, yeah. um, and that's that's crazy. Yeah. But you faced a lot of these things, been outside your mind, facing childhood tribulation through life yeah. and conquering on type of all on top of a lot of things. So therapy. before I went to therapy too. Therapy works. Therapy it really do. To Talking to someone after my husband died. As that's what we was leading to um, before we get out of here. I actually wanted to talk about that. You you faced a really hard situation. Above all the other situations that you had, that's one. Like, I love my wife. Yeah. And I'm, I, from the day we met, we was inseparable. Yeah. So just even when she told me that and I had a pause in me, I was like, that hurts. You know, so you went through a type of hurt that some people have not been able to relate to yet or even yeah. want to face. So, yeah. you know, about how was that, you know, having to go through losing the love of your life yeah, and yeah. having yeah. to still be this bubbly and amazing person that you are still persevering. I lied before when I said surgical technology was the hardest thing I ever went through. It's the second hardest thing, um, losing my husband. Is probably it was devastating. That's, that's it was big. absolutely devastating. He um, was a very positive person, uh, very energetic, bubbly. Didn't know a stranger. The absolute love of my life. So like my I, brother, like you don't I know was, a stranger. Stop talking to people. I was alone for oh god. My kids were I, his youngest and my youngest were like la high school last year of high school when we met. So gotcha. I had practically raised all my girls. You know, by the time I met him and. Um, He's a beautiful soul, mm. older than me, a little bit older. He was like eight yeah. years older than me, yeah. So he's an old school Negro, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, he still wore a ball cap and carried a pocket uh, knife. Oh, no, and, yeah, not yeah, Popo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but he was a beautiful man, and I just thought, this is what I've been waiting for my entire yeah. life. Uh, you know, where has he been, you know, all my life? Anyway, fast forward. We were... Married for nine, probably together for 10, when he was diagnosed with cancer, June, June 2018. Um, it was absolutely a fluke, an accident. We, he went in for dental work. Mm. And um, just, you know, crap went downhill just like real fast. We were literally at the dental office. Um, uh, he was, had, a, had a growth here and he was in pain. We went to the ER. And I thought, you know, abscess, you know, something yeah, like something that. Something light, they, they, they poked it and it bled like a stuck pig. So I'm like, no, you need to go see an oral surgeon or something. We got it. They referred us out. Yeah, okay. They did swab. They took cultures of it and came back and told us it's cancer. So I'm thinking still, okay, we got this. Yeah, what do we do? How do we, you know, chemo, we'll fix it. What, you yeah. know, surgery, what, what do we do? You know, yeah. I was in denial. I didn't know that then, but I was in denial. Um, not even 
July, we're up at the hospital. His kidneys are shutting down. His body is shutting down. It was like crazy oh, as hell. This this crap happened at warp speed. So Damn. we get him together, get some chemo on board. You know, okay, all right, this is going to be rocky, but we got this. We got this, you know. Couple, you know, just every other month or so, we're back at the hospital. It was up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. And it was just crazy. And I'm watching this very viral, virile man. Just, he he was 59 with a damn eight pack. Like, yeah. He Yo, was, he was I'm telling you, a, trying to be where I'm at when I'm 50. Lord, yes. God bless me yes. being 50. He, I'm about to be the sexiest 50. Oh my God. He did it for <laughs> me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm watching this man go from that. He was a gym rat. He had me in the gym every day. I'm watching him go from that to skin and bones yeah and that's gotta be hard and, yeah and then you have um, to be there for him and yourself exactly exactly so uh to make a long ridiculous story short um not only was there the physical and the the emotional uh drainage you know the drain on on him and myself the world doesn't stop, nor does it care mm. that you're going through this. Mm. Um, it was people thought that I was sitting at the hospital reading magazines, keeping him company. No, I was on the phone every fucking day with insurance and the pharmacy and, you know, this company, That's pricey. that company, That's pricey. trying to figure out how we're going to get it done. When I tell you we spent $17,000 in eight months and still couldn't save him. You know, and I bring this, I I tell everybody who'll listen that part, um, because if you're within the sound of my voice and Shar's voice, if you are married or even if you're not, you sit down and have a conversation with your family Mm. today. What do you want? How do you want things to be handled? If you become disabled today or tomorrow, what are you going to do? Do you have anything saved? Do you have any money? What if in, what if insurance doesn't cover it? True. You know what I'm saying? That, you have to think stuff. about those things. And that's a hard that, it, exactly. topic. Like, exactly. I, I, it's crazy because um, exactly. being, being through the military, they have everything set for yeah. you, right? Exactly. So I was telling my wife, I was like, hey, uh, here's the number just in case um, anything happened to me. And I could just see her face of uninterest. It's like it started to fade. And it's so hard. Nobody but I, wants I, to talk about it. Yeah, and I still yeah. gave it to her. And I'm like, okay, we're going to talk about this little by little. You know, because it's hard because to sit down and to talk about it with her, she shuts off. I shuts off, yeah. you know, because you're thinking about, okay, tomorrow me not being here, you not being here, the emotions you have to face, the children yeah. all on you. Yeah. That's an anxiety attack right there. It, but here's, here's the alternative, though. If you don't talk about it now, the alternative is this. Last time he goes to the hospital, we're in the emergency room. Actually, he was at an, an appointment. And he was writhing in pain. There was he was on the maximum amount of morphine that anybody could give, and it wasn't doing nothing for him. Doctor leaves, comes back. He says, "You need to be admitted." But the fastest way to get you admitted is to go through the ER. So they're taking him down to the ER. Here we go. So the alternative to talking about it now is, I'm in the ER, sitting there. On my phone, texting his family, telling them we're back in the ER, yeah, 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 yeah. And they come back and say, there's absolutely 100% nothing that we can do. And we need you to sign the DNR paperwork. 
do not resuscitate. For everybody that don't know what DNR so, is, do not do not resuscitate. That's fucked up. Tell me about it. So, do you want to talk about it now? No, or do I want to talk about it now. We should talk about it now, and that's exactly. with parents, exactly. Um, as well, that's a hard situation. Parents Nobody and wants their to adult children. Yeah, yeah, you know, spouses and yeah, exactly. And exactly. you know, facing that. Like never, never been able, never buried your parent before, never buried a, a loved one that close to you before. You know, exactly. some this your grandmother, your your auntie's far away that you yeah. don't know. That hurts, but someone like that, oh yeah, losing a mother. Like I have never been able to experience that. I still have my father. Yeah, you my know, and um, me and my wife still has her mother. She still has a father. Yeah. So those are situations that we don't know at any time that we're gonna have to face. Yeah, absolutely. And we I, I need mean, to have I, a situation about I, it. I, I had the paperwork there. And they're explaining to me, now I was in healthcare, but I'm asking them, what does this mean? What Because you're just- Yeah, your mind goes blank. Shock, you know? yeah, yeah. And they're like, you know, if he starts to code, you know, do you want us to take life-saving efforts? And, and they explain to you, in his case, taking the life-saving efforts is only going to make everything worse. Yeah. He's, I mean, because he had bone cancer. He had multiple myeloma. So- Cracking the chest, Excuse you you do, when they do CPR for real for real, Excuse you break me. ribs, you crack the you know, mm -hmm. you know all that stuff. Um, so it's just gonna give a place for the cancer to go. You know, it's just it was one a big crap show, but I had the papers in right there, and I am sobbing. I can't even see the paper. I'm just and I'm holding the pen and I just couldn't sign it, couldn't sign it, and I'm just sobbing. And I needed somebody. I'm like, I need somebody. I need somebody. There's no time to. There's no time to wait for anybody to come. There's no, you know, it was crazy. It was the wildest moment I've ever had in my, it was awful. Damn. So sign the DNR because mm. I, he would not want to suffer. He would not want to uh, linger and be just, you know, uh, he just wouldn't. Um, and I knew right there and in that moment that I just had to make the best of whatever time he had left. And they told yeah. me, they told me he would have four weeks, maybe six, and mm. he survived probably two more weeks. Wow. He never left the hospital. So um, that was very traumatic. And But having been a single mom of three, I was accustomed to burying how I feel. I was accustomed to putting on a show. Um, when you're a single mom and you're struggling and you know, you only have one can of corn at home and you're trying to figure it out. You yeah. go to work the next day and act like nothing, nothing happened. You ain't exactly. about to go talk about so, it. Yeah. So that trauma, past trauma, you know, kind of helps you put on your game face. And, um, but deep, 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 deep down, I was, I was hurt. I was devastated. I have, I am still, and he died in tw January 2019. I am still pissed off. Yeah, I'm I'm very angry on the inside. Imagine. I am That's seething what I on the inside. My daughter approached me one day, my youngest daughter, and this is probably I don't know the f maybe it might probably wasn't even a year later. Mm -hmm. um, she handed me a business card. It was to a therapist. It was to an African American wow. therapist here in Killeen. They know she specializes in PTSD and grief, and um, it was the best thing I've ever done. Hey, you know what? That we got, we got to have to. What was the doctor's name that you went through? Ooh. Uh, Ayers. Ayers. Dr. Ayers. Dr. Ayers. A Y E R S. Shout out to Dr. Ella, Ayers. Ella Ayers. Ella Ayers. Thank I'm you not, for being here. I don't know there. if she's still taking new patients or what, but she's uh, 
on Central Texas Expressway, Ella Ayers. Ella Ayers. She saved my life. I did not want to be here anymore. She saved my life. Well, I'm glad you're still here. I'm glad for her that God was a vessel for her to be there and be able to help you, help you cope with things. Because grief is a hard thing to deal with. Like I said, especially when there's a loved ones. And many people are walking around with their spouse. And there are some that are walking around facing that that you are facing. So Mm -hmm. um, to help with your mental, you said therapy. Um, What advice would you give to people right now that are watching and they are either freshly dealing with a grief and don't know how to deal with it or they're still with it dealing with that grief a year later two years later what do you uh tell them um let me say something first to the people who are in their lives there's things i will never say to another living soul again number one i understand how you feel Mm -hmm. because unless it's happened you don't you don't you don't you just I, I will never say that to another living soul ever um but to the person who's in it um <laughs> grief comes in waves it waxes and wanes everybody is different yeah. so don't compare yourself to somebody else if you wake up and you're not crying and devastated that doesn't mean you're not grieving yeah it's true you know what i mean um there's days where I still have triggers, mm. and I'm three years, 2019, 22, I'm f- pushing four years out. Yeah, I still have triggers. Certain smells trigger me. I'll be fine for months. Everything's good, and then I'll smell a smell, or I will go into. I didn't know. I had to go to the ER myself one day. Just mm. forgot what it was about even, and I went into Seton Medical Center, the ER. And damn near had a full-on panic attack. Wow. It was the place. Yeah. It was It was the place. Just having a so, moment yeah. again. So I don't go there anymore uh, when I need anything. You know, I go yeah, to a different hospital. find me in the hospital. Yeah, I go like, to a different hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's just something. It's just new career, new milestones, benchmarks in my life. And you go home and your instinct is to run and tell your spouse. Yeah. And you can't. Tell my wife everything. And you can't. My, I, there were times where I'd pick up the phone and like, oh, shit. I can't call him. Yeah. Those, those things happen. So for the people who are going through it, you may, you know, you. it looks different. And who knows what affects it. And so don't beat yourself up about how you're feeling. The best advice I ever got was let it out. When you have those moments and you let do it feel out. that way, let, it, let out. it out. If it means going to the bathroom and put your head in a pillow and scream, let it out. Sometimes I would drive out, way out, and just sit and park and just scream as loud as I could, as you can. just to let it out. Um, sometimes it's visit the cemetery and you just cry softly. You know, mm-hmm. um, I was at the cemetery one day. And another woman was at the cemetery at a different, um, I could, you could tell by where she was at that her husband had died or whoever it was, you know, some years before. And I was just sobbing. I got up to leave and she was beelining towards me. And I, in my head, I'm like, Tucker, I don't want to talk to nobody. Like, I'm, yeah, like, I'm, I'm not trying to deal with these emotions. To, oh, yeah. 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 And, but she came straight to me. It was a German lady. I'll never forget her. And she just opened up her arms. 
and I let her hug me because I needed it. You yeah. know what I mean? I let her hug me and I'm just sobbing and she says it gets better. It gets better. And I'm like, when? When? Like when? I'm still feeling it. When? And she said, probably about two years. And she was right. She said, um, right now his memory, uh, certain things bring tears. It's sad. You're upset. It, it's, it's devastating. But there will come a day when you'll have a memory and you'll smile. Mm. And I, t- I would never forget it. I'll never forget it happened. And I instantly thought of her. Instantly Dang. thought of her. I was putting so, people there yeah. for you to help you. Yeah, absolutely. So that's my up. that's my that's my my little anecdotes for the people who are going through it. It's it it's wild. It's just a crazy ride, and you have no choice but to buckle up and hang on because yeah. some days are really really good, and then other days are really really bad. And I you know thank goodness for my daughter who told me to go to therapy. Yeah, um, she's 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 the real trooper. She is the real look. Yeah. Shout out to you because yeah. you're the real hero. You helped your mom <laughs> and now Lois, where you thought you was it. being so strong. Yeah, but she saw you. You yeah. know where you yeah. thought you wasn't being seen. She saw you exactly, and she was able to help you. Yeah, exactly. There are people in your life who are intuitive, and it doesn't have to even be a relative. It could be somebody else. Yeah, that's my stranger. And you listen to it. You yeah. when, when somebody just out of the blue tells you stuff like that, and you're like, hmm, because some people have gifts. Yeah. And they can see things, you know. And she saw it, you know. She, she, she saw did. it. Shout out yeah. to your daughter, man. I love it. You have a powerful story. And Thank like I you. said, it is definitely you. worthy to be to be heard and to see you go from so many trials, tribulations, challenges in life, and you dealt with it. This That's is therapeutic. I, didn't do, I haven't good. talked about a lot of this stuff in a long time. See, you got to get it out. That's, I, I love it, man. I really do. And I, I, I would never know. I told you before we started, like that old lady in the church that's, that's stealing. She got all the money, got all the bank accounts, yeah. and you never know she was stealing. That's yeah. Sheila. Like, you don't, you don't have any idea she's you still at the church. You cannot judge a book by its cover. You, you cannot. No like, give you the main definition. But, well, I, everybody has a story. Everybody has everybody a story. Everybody has a story. Yeah. And I, I appreciate you coming on, telling your story, and let everybody know they can do it. If you are out there right now, if you're looking to start your education, do it. She did it. It don't matter. You Maybe you have been in trouble in the past. Maybe you just got out, you know, yeah. and you've been locked up for some time, and you had to sit down and think about it. What do you want to do now? Why do you want to do it? Like she said, why do you want to do it? And act on it. Go do your research, you know, and don't stop at the no. Go until you get a yes. Somebody's going to say yes, and you may not know everything now, but you will figure it out along the way. And again, she appreciate it. Um, you talked about cancer, and that right there is um. That's that's something that tears up everybody's family. Yeah. You know, everybody go through it. So it's not just about cancer awareness for one month. I'm always a, a, a firm believer that just like we're our same color, whether you're black, purple, orange, or blue, right. you're that every day. So someone is dealing with cancer every day or someone is being introduced to that stage every day. So I want to spread cancer awareness every day. Um, so this is a little merch of cancer awareness. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I love it. It's a reminder. To, to not look at yourself as a, what you call a victim, right. but as a superhero because there's people that's living through cancer, there's people that beat cancer, and there's people that I like to say who survived 
through it and went to the other side. So no matter who you are or who you know, somebody's going through something worse than you. So this is just a little reminder to keep going, no matter if it's cancer, no matter if you've been to jail, no matter if you don't have the education right now, if Sheila can do it. Absolutely. Yo, you can do it. You feel me? And know that today, tomorrow, yesterday, if nobody told you, know that Shara at the PG Podcast loves you. Miss Sheila Davis loves you. And, man, you can go from rags to riches any day. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's what I like to call it, rags to riches, because yeah. when you're young, you don't know. You know, and once you become mature, you start to find out and learn from the experiences, just like Miss Sheila did. So no one is perfect. No one's going to be a millionaire today. But if you take those steps day by day and do it, You'll get somewhere. Make sure you guys are checking on your family. It's important to tell them that you love them. Spend your time with them because you never know when it's the last time. So spend your time with them. Ask them, are you okay today? Mental health, as you can see, yeah. it's important. It's, it saved her. And her daughter is the one that put her on game. So you don't have to be a guru. You don't have to be alone. You, you don't. don't you don't alone. have to, You don't have to struggle. And that's the whole purpose of this podcast. You don't have to struggle alone. No matter what you're doing, you don't have to do it alone. So I'm glad that I was able to spread her story, yeah. share it with you. And, man, like I said, keep tuning in to the PG Podcast. If you're interested in this merch, reach out to us on our, po- I mean, on our, our podcast um, Instagram. That's PG Podcast on Instagram. Also, that's Positive Energy Generation on Facebook. Tune in to that. Um, shout out your social media so everybody can get a time a chance to dive into you. If uh, they got more questions, you know, want to be a surgical I, technician. I'm so busy being busy. I'm a I'm Facebook Sheila hey. Sheila uh, Crockett Spence. Actually, is my Facebook page. Um, I'm on Instagram, but I couldn't even tell you what. <laughs> what it is. I don't know, Sheila. But, but but if you if you need education on purchasing a home, um, don't even know if you can afford one. You just want to find out what it takes. Uh, Sheila.Spence at OmegaBuilders.com um, Google Omega Builders we yeah. pop up. Shout out to we Omega Builders. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, man. Y'all out here doing the thing. Natalie. She knows where I am. Yeah. yeah. Y'all out here yeah. doing the thing. I love it. I tell my wife all the time. I love the, the women empowerment, man. See so many black melanated skin doing things. I Just women, period. If you're a woman and you're out there doing your thing for your children, for your family, for yourself, for your mental, I love it. So keep pushing. All the single moms out there, keep pushing. Keep living life. And again, you can do it. Miss Sheila did it. Absolutely. So what's your excuse? So know that we love you today. Know that we love you tomorrow. Hey, I'm going to keep telling you every time we get on that thing. Let's get it. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, and the PEG website here is PEG Styles. P-E-G S-T-Y-L-E-S dot com. And go get you some merch, man. We love y'all. Let's go. And we're out of here. Nice. Hey, I like that. Yeah. Hey, that was juicy. I'm sorry. All right. Oh, hell my damn. What are you don't do? Uh, you robbed him. <laughs>